Jesus turns the, uh, the, the scholar of the law's expectations on their heads and on their head in a certain sense because what he wants to know is, okay, so who's my neighbor? Who can I regard as part of the in-group and who can I regard as part of the out-group? You know, where do I draw the line, okay, between the people that I need to care for and those that I couldn't care less for, that I don't have to care anything about? And uh, Jesus, uh, what he does here with this parable, it's very shocking because he uses the hero of the parable is a Samaritan. And the Samaritans were really... Um, Considered essentially, they were really the heretics, very seriously aberrant uh, in their religious beliefs from the Jewish perspective. And it's not—it's not that Jesus is denying the fact that Samaritans were wrong in their theology. In the Gospel of John, Jesus is, gets into a discussion with a Samaritan woman, and he's—he's—he almost appears kind of bigoted in one point because he says, "Well, salvation is of the Jews," and he's, he's really excluding the Samaritans in that conversation with her. So it's not that Jesus is erasing the importance of—he's ignoring the importance of doctrinal differences. But even in, the, in despite all of that truth, I mean. He, 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 the hero of this parable is essentially a heretic. Okay? Um, and that's a really remarkable thing that Jesus is doing here. And, uh, so that's, that's one way he kind of challenges the question. The other way though is that he focuses on, okay, so says, it's not about judging who is, who is not my neighbor, but it's about doing. And he says, be a neighbor. Be a neighbor, act like a neighbor to everybody. So there's there's this kind of, and in two ways Jesus turns things on its on its heads. Now, if you look at the, there's a neat contrast though. If we, we heard Patty do a beautiful job singing our gospel acclamation, and uh, it's actually from the the gospel acclamation is from the Gospel of John, okay, and our gospel passage is from Luke. But it's a, it's a neat contrast, okay, because the gospel acclamation says, I give you a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. In the gospel passage itself, Jesus is, by way of the, uh, the scholar's interpretation of the law, he's commending to us loving our neighbor as ourself. These are, these are kind of two different things. Okay, so you can go to the book of Leviticus and it says, love your neighbor as yourself. So you judge what is loving action according to how you would want people treating you? And that, that is very, very important. Do unto your neighbors, you'd have them do unto you. Um, but then in the Gospel of John, Jesus brings it up a notch and he gives you a new commandment. Okay? Something even that goes beyond the Old Testament law, the Levitical law. And he says, treat one another as I have treated you. So then now, it's, the standard is higher. It's a good standard to say, well, treat others as you'd want them to treat you. But the, the higher standard is treat others as Jesus would treat them. Okay, So that's the new commandment. That's the newness uh, that, that characterizes this commandment Jesus is giving us. But I wonder, though, if this new commandment really actually is in the Gospel of Luke. And this is how I think it might be. Because the... the it's the scribe himself or the scholar himself that puts forth the Old Testament law of love, loving neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, yeah, that's, that's true, that's good. But I think he probably ups the ante when he tells the parable because uh, the parable can be read as the Samaritan is just, you know, kind of uh, an, an example 
uh, sort of just like a random example, a guy who did the right thing, or we could read it as actually um, a parable about Jesus himself, that Jesus himself is actually the Good Samaritan. Okay, And that's how some of the church fathers read it. So when they say that the, the, the robber or the man, he fell, he was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, in the Holy Land, geographically, one is a higher in altitude than the other one. So he's going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. But the church fathers read that as actually the fall of Adam. Okay, and fallen human nature. Okay, and so that the Samaritan is a representative of humanity as a whole, and he's fallen because of original sin, and he's wounded, he's got the wound of original sin. And the Old Testament law was not able to, to save him. The priest, and the Levite goes by, and they're not able to heal that wound of original sin. And then the Good Samaritan comes along, who's a representative of Christ himself. And he comes and he pours the wine and the oil on the guy's wounds and he places them on his own donkey. And again, the church fathers read that as the body of Christ, that Christ um, became incarnate. And it's with that flesh that he lifted us up and carried us and, and saved us from the wound of original sin. And then he hands the, the wounded man over to an innkeeper, which represents the church. And so then the church is to guard and to preserve this wounded humanity uh, that's been healed by the incarnation of Christ. And it's to preserve that wounded humanity until Christ comes again. And Samaritan says, when I return, I'll pay you for your, for your pains. So some people think, well, you're reading too much into the, into the gospel, but I don't know. I think the, the parallels are very profound there, and I think it really could be the case that Jesus was actually sort of in a, in a parabolic fashion showing us himself. And so that new commandment to love our neighbor as Christ loves him really actually is contained in the gospel of Luke, and he's upping the ante there. So the, the scholar says, love your neighbor as yourself, and Jesus says, yes, and then... Love him as, as I do as well.